Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. Let me begin this podcast by saying Happy Easter. I hope that your celebration of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is wonderful today and really throughout the week, the month, and the year. As I mentioned last week, I wanted to pass on to you a testimony that Katie gave at our church in Illinois when we lived there in April of 2015 at Twin City Bible Church. She was invited to give her testimony, and what you're about to hear was recorded at that time, and I hope that it will be a blessing for you, especially on this day. My name is Katie Hubbard. I'm 43 years old. I'm the mother of four kids. My husband, Norman, and I work in full-time campus ministry here at the University of Illinois. 21 years ago this morning on Easter, my then-boyfriend, Norman Hubbard, proposed to me, and I said yes. And I spent most of the service admiring how my engagement ring (laughs) sparkled in the light from the church lights. But that's not what I'm up here to talk to you about. Many of you know my story intimately. Many of you have never seen me before this minute. I have been asked this morning to share with you what it means for me to live with a living hope. In 2009, I was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer. I am the least likely candidate of anyone you will ever meet to have cancer. In 2012, we discovered that the cancer had recurred at the site of my original diagnosis. And this past September, we learned that it had spread to my bones and my liver. When I was first diagnosed in 2009, I was completely overwhelmed. I knew very little about cancer or the medical field in general. Since that time, I have had seven surgeries, five biopsies, three different chemotherapy regimens, and have been radiated 43 times. Not to mention countless PET scans, CT scans, MRIs, x-rays, and doctor visits. All of this has coincided with one of the busiest seasons of life, namely, parenting and raising four wonderful kids. When I was first diagnosed, my kids were ages 1 to 12. Now three of them are teenagers, and our youngest is 7. Today, Pastor Shannon will preach from 1 Peter 1, 3 through 9. And I would like to read those verses to you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again, to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, 
may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. These past six years, I've had a front row seat as to what it means to live with the living hope that 1 Peter 3 refers to. As I look to the future, I come face to face with the reality that my life here on earth, apart from a miracle, will be much more brief than I'd ever anticipated. 1 Peter 1.9 tells me that the outcome of my faith is the salvation of my soul. Whatever happens to me here in this life, I am assured of salvation through Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection. Questions of, did my life matter? What is the point of it all? And will I see my family again? Are laid to rest when I contemplate an eternity in heaven with Jesus and the knowledge that I and my loved ones and all those who have been saved through faith in Jesus will be together in the Lord for all of eternity. When I was a girl, I used to listen to a gospel song that said, if heaven was never promised to me, it's been worth just having the Lord in my life, living in a world of darkness, but he brought me the light. Because our faith is not just for the future, for an eternity with Jesus, but it is for the here and now, for the hard and difficult days. Through this journey, I've learned many things. One of the most important is that our faith can withstand fire. Verse 7 says that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We do not need to fear when our faith is tested, for it will not fail. On the contrary, not only will it not fail, it will become stronger. Verse 8 says, Yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible. Right now, we are living under the stress of this terrible diagnosis, and sometimes the strain feels unbearable. But in the midst of it, we have joy inexpressible. The other day, my daughter Kayla said to me, Mom, how could anyone be depressed living in this house? And I truly marveled that those words would come out of my daughter's mouth when our reality is so grim. It is the work of God, joy inexpressible. I lie down at night, and I go to sleep in peace. I cannot tell you what a miracle that is. When I was first diagnosed, I could not even say the word cancer and my name in the same sentence, much less sleep peacefully. Yet today, sometimes I feel as if I am standing here with a rod of iron running right down through my body, and that rod of iron is the strength and power of the Lord. I marvel at the grace he has given us. Truly, this grace to live with such strength in such a difficult time is an even greater miracle than physical healing. Don't get me wrong, I pray for physical healing every day. But the strength for this for the day today is truly miraculous. A major way the genuineness of faith and the power of God has been shown to us is through you, the body of Christ, in this church. You have rallied around us and cared for us, not once, not twice, but three times now. 
Sometimes it's been a simple cup of cold water in Jesus' name, and other times it has been through astonishing acts of service and generosity. Regardless, it has all added up to an incredible display of God helping us through unimaginable difficulty through his people. Well, I have seen that even though our faith can withstand fire, I have also seen that through God's help and strength, we have a choice in how we choose to respond. Sometimes I think that there is nothing that we invest so little in and expect so much from as our faith. We come to church on Sunday morning, maybe lob some prayers up during the week, and expect God to come through in great and miraculous ways. Yet if we looked at our lives, if we gave as little investment in other areas of our life as we do to our faith, it would be ludicrous. We work at our careers 40, 50, 60 hours a week. We would never dream of just showing up on Monday morning and then not returning for the rest of the week. We go to class day after day, year after year, studying and poring over our lessons. If you've, if you've achieved an advanced degree in higher education, you have probably studied for at least a decade to achieve that honor. We would never dream of doing one or two semesters of classwork and then demanding that we receive a PhD. In academia, we spend years becoming an expert in one sliver of an area of a field of expertise. Yet when it comes to God and his ways, we think that we can comprehend them and sum them up and without hardly any study or investment at all. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 24 and 25, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. A life of faith that is well built, day after day, year after year, founded on the rock of Jesus Christ and his word, will not fall. Rains will descend, floods will rise, and winds will howl and beat against that house, but it will not fall. God has given us instructions on how to live this life, and it is all here in this book. He has given us his Holy Spirit to enable us to live the life that he has called us to lead. And that life of faith is more precious than gold. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 tells us, But we have this treasure in jars of clay, in frail human bodies, to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. I don't know what your life looks like this week or what difficulty your faith is facing. For me, and maybe for you, life does not look like we would wish for it to look. I wish I could be volunteering in my son's classroom or my daughter's drama production or attending all of their sporting events or going with them on college visits. I wish I could be on campus investing in the lives of the students that I love so much. I know for me, instead, tomorrow I will begin a new regimen of chemotherapy. 
that I will drive down to St. Louis with my husband on Tuesday. And I will lie on an MRI machine for an hour to determine how much damage the cancer has done to my spine. After the MRI, I will sit in a doctor's office and look at the images with him. And he will determine whether or not I need more radiation. If I do, the particular radiation I need will be a beast. And the setup and delivery of that radiation will be difficult and unpleasant. I know that on my own, in my own strength, I cannot face the challenges of the next few days. But I know that I can be strong and courageous because the Lord my God is with me wherever I go, as Joshua 1.9 tells me. I know that I can pray and ask God for his Holy Spirit to fill me with his strength so that I can choose to be obedient to him each day. I can choose to be thankful for today, that it is Easter, that my family and friends from far away are visiting, that I am healthy enough to stand in front of you today and declare the works of the Lord that he's done for me. I can thank him for my husband of 20 years who has stood by me like a rock and praise him for my four beautiful children. And thank God for them and trust him with them rather than sitting here in fear about what the future may hold for them. I can thank God for the lessons he is teaching me and the truths he is revealing to me through this trial, through the extra time I have in his word as I spend time at home not feeling well. I can be filled with joy inexpressible because I am experiencing a living hope and of faith which is being tried and purified and is worth more than gold. And at the end of all this is the outcome of my faith, the salvation of my soul. Praise God.